can't avoid chaos. You know, we've seen this year has been an exact example of we can't avoid things that are out of our control. But coming back to your rituals, coming back to your grounding practices, coming back to being home, that's where we can find our anchor. Welcome to the Power Hour, the weekly podcast that will motivate you to pursue your passion and to achieve success. I'm Adrienne Herbert, international speaker, fitness coach, Adidas global ambassador and entrepreneur. Each week, I'll be talking to today's leading coaches, creatives, change makers and innovators to find out their daily habits, morning routines and rules to live by. The Power Hour is all about taking just one hour each day to help you improve your life and unlock your full potential. Whether you want to build a business, write a book, run a marathon, or maybe you're just looking for a spark of inspiration, the Power Hour is going to help you get there faster. Welcome back to the Power Hour podcast. Today's guest is an entrepreneur who is on a mission to help us all live more mindfully. She is the co-founder of activewear brand Silu London and the founder of the self-care space. She is a yoga teacher, a therapist and a world traveler and a very good friend of mine. Welcome to the studio, Phoebe Greenacre. Thank you so much for having me. Hello, friend. Hello. It's so nice to be in a studio, even though we are probably more than two meters like waving at you across the studio but it is nice to have this audio and to not be looking at you on a zoom screen it's lovely to see you in person too (laughs) (laughs) so I'd love to start off Phoebe there's so many things that I could talk about with you and we're going to go into a lot of it but I mentioned in my intro that you are a world traveler and I really want to start with that just to really understand I think your mindset, the way you approach life, the things that you've done, the experiences that I guess have brought you to to be who you are and where you are. So yeah, you're from Australia. I know you've lived in Japan. And I also know that you've visited more than 60 countries, which, you know, actually a lot of people, I don't know if you could just, if you could name 60 countries. So the fact you visited them, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive, but I'd love to understand where did the desire to explore and to travel and adventure, where did that come from for you? Well, I think because Australia is so far away from everyone else, we are brought up wanting to leave and wanting to explore other places, people, languages, cultures. And when I did my uh, like exchange in Japan when I was 16, it was the first time I'd left um, Australia. And it was really eye-opening. And I was like, whoa, what is this world out here? I was this little blonde Australian girl in a world of like, it was foreign. I'd never been to a place like this. And if anyone's been to Japan, when you land in Tokyo with the lights, and this is definitely 20 years ago, so a long time ago, um, it was, yeah, it was just eye-opening. I had been such a let's just say, protected childhood with, you know, never going overseas. And so the lights and the just how different it was, I was like, I need to get out of Australia more. And I need to, I want to know what the world is like. And Mm -hmm. so that kind of birthed this curiosity in me. Um, And so I I was studying international business at the time that I uh, was 18 And I was like, okay, how can I see more of the world? And while I was studying that kind of thing. So I moved to America when I was 18 and did ski seasons in between my university degrees. Um, So that was another eye opening. I I was brought up in a very strict Christian household. I wasn't allowed to have boyfriends or wear makeup, like really, really strict. So 
landing in America. <laughs> Freedom. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was 18, and this is before, um, so I'm nearly 37. So this was before Facebook, and, and I think email was just around. So And you didn't have a mobile phone. There was no Google Maps. And landing there, it was like the world of opportunity. It was like, <laughs> oh, my God, what is going to happen? And then again, you know, I would take a road trip to Vegas and I hired a car illegally, like all of these things. <laughs> you were that a rebel. I was a rebel, um, a very well controlled or well behaved rebel. But yeah, it was it was just this, I don't know, I almost got high off being in different places. Freedom. And yeah, that freedom and meeting people and just I was so excited just to be outside of this bubble that mm. that Australians live in. And so that was kind of what ignited this fire in me. And I was like, okay, I am going to earn lots of money and travel the world. And just, I want to have conversations with strangers. And that was where it all started. You see, when you describe it like that, Phoebe, it does sound exciting and it does sound incredible, actually. And to to take that, to have the opportunity and to make that happen for yourself. But I also think when I hear you talk about that, you know, 18 is really young. And if you've never left a bubble, whatever that bubble is, whether it's a town, a city, a country, I think for a lot of people, there's an element of fear. You know, it's like, well, I don't know anybody there. Or is it safe as a young, you know, very attractive, beautiful blonde woman? Is it safe at 18 to, yeah, land in a city on your own with your belongings? And I think even for parents or, do you know what I mean? Did you have any of that element of fear? I know that you are quite a you know, bold, fearless person, but did you and your family, were they not like, um, is this safe? Where are you? Were you on your own? Did you meet people? How did that go? So Japan, I was with school people. So that was in a group. America, the first time I went, I was actually with two uni friends. So I had, uh, yeah, we were in a group, a small group, but I'm kind of a fearless kind of person. And I have now traveled by myself. I go on holidays by myself. I moved to London by myself. Um, my parents didn't really have a choice. I was like, so I've saved $5,000 and I'm moving to America. And they were like, no, you're not going and you can't do this. And I was like, I have a passport, I'm leaving. So they didn't really have a choice. And mm -hmm. they, yeah, I, I didn't give them any kind of opportunity to say no. It was like, I, I was very strong-willed mm -hmm. and I knew if there was a will, there was a way. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of a way, I guess, so you didn't have, you know, a set plan of I'm going to do this and X and Y and Z, you know, in terms of your a life plan. But what do you think, I guess, you know, there's been so much from then to now, but what do you think has been the best, I suppose, lesson about life or about yourself that you've learned through travel and through adventure? So there's many. And I think the, the key one that I keep coming back to is that no matter how much you travel, no matter how many people you meet, you cannot search for home with outside of you and home will always be inside of you wherever you are. So that's like, it's definitely taken me years and years and countries and cities and people and relationships to really realize that what you are seeking is not outside yourself. Mm. Yeah, I think for a lot of people when they do travel, I think there's kind of a, a narrative of, you know, the the mid to late 30s like oh I you know if they've been in a nine to five if they've done a conventional then this idea of exploration and adventure and kind of saying you know what you know I want to I guess as you describe you know ex find a part of something else that might be missing or explore something new and so or, or even maybe young people when they go traveling if they have a gap year if they kind of go to search to yeah I guess figure out what they like what they don't like but I guess what you're saying is that you can do that you can see more people, more places year after year after year after year. Okay. But I guess looking externally for something to 
maybe define yourself yeah is that what you yeah I mean so like there's nothing wrong with traveling if you want to keep seeking and searching and exploring that's fine and I will still do that that's part of my soul's uh, desire but I keep I I do see people keep on searching and then never finding what they're looking for or never Mm. finding that like destination that will will light them up Mm. Um, so that's just one kind of key takeaway I've taken from growing and exploring that no matter where you look um, home is within you Mm. but also that we're all the same and we don't need a lot like I know you probably traveled lots of times and when you take just a very small amount of your wardrobe and amount of your things and whatever has happened you don't need more than that and when you travel and meet people there's just those basic things like food, shelter, and love. And I think that when you see so many different types of humans across the world that you really like come back to that feeling of oneness. Like we are all just one. We are all on this planet together. We're all here looking for home and belonging. And mm. then that's where it comes back to just you know, home is within ourselves. Mm. And so when you came to London, so that was six plus years ago, I know you are soon going to leave us, Phoebe, but what was it about London that made you, yeah, I guess, stick around? So I'd been to London a few times. It definitely wasn't a uh, let's go and live there forever kind of place. Um, I'd always come here um, on my big kind of Europe girls trips and exploring, but I was 30 at the time where I was like, just gone through a really bad breakup. Um, I had started a business in Australia and it just wasn't going the way I wanted it to. And so I was like, where can I move at 30 years old and get a visa? And the UK and Australia have the, um, the visa where you can get to live here and work here for two years. So I was like, done. You had to get here before you turned 31. So I was like, wham, bam. I applied for it. Six weeks later, I left the country. So it happened very fast mm. and mum was like, please come back. It will be only be two years, right? And I was like, yeah, 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 it'll only be two years. And then when I was on the plane by myself, I had this like really deep evil laugh, like, ha, 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 ha. I've escaped know. again. Yeah, I'm like, goodbye forever. <laughs> don't worry. I love my family. I miss them a lot, especially this time. Yeah. But I just get so excited about the, the, the unknown feeling of arriving in a place being anonymous. Mm, wow. And then you arrived in London and you didn't know anyone. And so, yeah, how did you then forge to what you do now? And, and you know, starting businesses and meeting people, where do you start when you just touch down and in the airport? Yeah. So my sister actually lived here when I arrived. Um, I actually moved over here to be closer to her. And within eight weeks of me landing, she told me that she was moving to Singapore. So that was my, she introduced me to a few friends and then I had many other Australian kind of friends of friends and was introduced to a whole kind of new circle of people. But one of my um, goals when I got here was like, I don't want to have Australian friends. I want to, and nothing against Australians, but I lived my whole life with Australian friends. So I wanted British friends and I wanted just friends from all over the world. So um, how we met was one of like my core friend circle here Mm. is um, through the fitness world and you know doing these kind of influencer kind of girl group things and that's how you events know, remember yeah, events, when events we used to go to and events. go places yeah. and meet people and I would go to um, our mutual friend Lauren Arms mm. I went to her events and just yeah very shaky and inside and nervous and be like hi Lauren I'm an Australian um, I want to start a business yada 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 and yeah put yourself out there and I think you know Australians are very well known for being 
just, you know, go-getters and fearless kind of people. Yeah, well, you are honestly one of the most fearless people that I know. So let's talk about business. As we mentioned it a little bit and, you know, you studied business. And I know, Phoebe, you are a ferocious businesswoman. You are smart. You are intentional. So how did you approach the world of business and managing, creating a career that is aligned with you and your passions and your purpose? Yeah. So, you know, you don't end up at that destination where it's like, okay, everything's in alignment. This is great. I've gone through uh, businesses and partnerships and job roles. I worked in the corporate um, professional world for 12 years. And every time something wasn't lighting me up, I would be like, something needs to change. That little niggle, that funny feeling in your stomach, something in my body was telling me that this is no longer serving me. So I definitely, I don't know what your human design is. I'm probably manifesting generator I'm getting vibes from. (laughs) But manifesting generators, it's either a hell yes or a hell no. And if there's a gray period, it's like, don't make any decisions about it. So I always follow my hell yes or my hell no Mm -hmm. in decisions. So whether that's meeting someone in business, whether that's making a business decision, whether that's retraining, starting a business, I'm like, is this a hell yes? And that's what I follow is this gut intuition. Mm. And I guess that fearlessness comes up again because I think that's something that maybe for people listening or people that sometimes ask me about, you know, doing things that are entrepreneurial or starting a business of your own, they kind of, you know, this idea of where do I start? How do you, even the practicalities of how do I fund this? Do you need investment? Do you need to hire a space? Do you need a web designer what are the things you can do yourself and what are the things where you actually you need money and you know how do you manage that you know what I mean like the lifestyle thing because I think sometimes people will say oh you know it's easy to say and hard to do to say to someone what lights you up what makes you excited create a business around it create a life around it and Mm. you know I know we've talked uh, before around about Tim Ferriss and for anyone who um, listening who who knows of Tim Ferriss and who's read the four-hour work week a book we both love he talks about lifestyle design and this idea that you're designing a lifestyle based around your your work your passions your life it's not just you 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 work these hours and that's what you have to do but do you know what I mean around like people thinking well it's easy to say and hard to do what do you think the reality of that looks like? The reality for me has always been side hustles. So I've always worked full time or had full time kind of commitments and side hustled at the same time. And so and I think that gives you the perfect launching platform to see if this is what really lights you up. It's like a testing platform. You're like, okay, I'll stay in my job and do this on the side. And then if it doesn't work, you know, there's a plan B to fall back on. But usually the plan A, the the side hustle has turned into something bigger. Mm. So I, I use that as a testing platform. When I'm saying that there's a hell yes, it doesn't mean that there's no fear. That doesn't mean that I'm not scared. Mm. It doesn't mean that I don't doubt myself. There's all of those things. It's like that where that emotion comes from in your belly, there's that butterflies, that sick feeling, excitement feeling. It's all the same coming from the same emotion. We can then interpret it and we can let it paralyze us as well. So we can let the fear paralyze us so we don't actually do anything or we can run with the excitement and be like, I'm going to do this. I don't care. And some days we wake up and, you know, we, I'm thinking about myself, I wake up and I'm like, it's a scary day or this is a scary period. And then other days I'm like, I am doing it. I don't care. I'm moving forward. And mm. it's not always such a linear process. It's not like wake up, start the side hustle, move forward, 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 forward. You have 
five steps backwards, 10 steps forwards. And you're like, yes, killing it. And then the next day you're like, oh, damn it. Like, mm. you know, but it's it's this journey of ups and downs, of roller coasters, emotional, mm. physical. Um, you know, it's not, it's not being handed to me on a platter. I'm very much a do-it-myself kind of girl. I created all my websites myself with help of friends and, you know, started everything I've done, I've done myself. I'm very much like Google how to do this. Yeah, and roll up I your sleeves. Roll up my sleeves, get it done. And I, I struggle a lot with giving away the power as well or the, you know, the control. So I'll wait and hold on to the last minute before I like let someone else do a job or a task for me, which mm. is maybe a weakness, but being, uh, it's worked for me so far. Far. Yeah. Yeah. And you talk about the steps forward and the steps back. And I think it's really important to maybe go a little bit deeper on that. And, you know, I don't know if you have any examples or or times where, you know, either something's failed or it hasn't worked out or something has, you know, in your in your mind has been, oh, this is this is the way it's going to go. And then it hasn't. And how do you or how did you? remain resilient and kind mm. of go you know what because it can be crushing right it can be really disappointing Completely. when you fail or when something doesn't work out or when you get a rejection and it doesn't it doesn't go to the plan it's not always as you said linear so yeah have you had any of those setbacks or failures and how did you remain remain resilient yeah so I think probably the, the most recent one with Silu is that for years we're only just turned uh we're about turning four in February as a brand and we wanted to be on Netta Porter. We wanted to be in Selfridges. We we did get into Selfridges. We were in Equinox, we were in Goop by Gwyneth Paltrow. We were in a few American retailers as well. And it was like we went to more than 100 meetings with distributors and retailers and probably got 85 uh, no's. And, you know, you, you're like, okay, are we doing the right thing? Should we be doing this, you know, you know, it's it's really hard. We're like, oh, maybe when it's not good quality or maybe they don't like us or, you know, you're doing a lot of deep diving looking at yourself. But when you do, when Selfridges does say yes, it's like, oh, we're holding what, you know, it gives you that little bit more of hope. And when you reflect back on to, say, travel, and I feel like a lot of my resiliency and adaptability has come from my travels. I've spent, you know, more than 30 60, 60 countries, um, you know, missed flights, missed connections, like, you know, turning up to hotels, reservations, not there, just lots of different things. You have to adapt and you have to be resilient. And that I think I've been able to carry over those skills into my business life. So when mm -hmm. things turn get turned down and when you get those uh, rejection letters or rejection emails and rejection, 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 that you you find back to that home within you. You're like, I've got my grounding. This is okay. I'm going to be okay. We keep pressing forward. Mm. And it doesn't mean that I don't cry or I don't have those down days or speak to my friends about like what is you know, the really shitty days, but definitely having that home within you and coming back to your grounding, coming back to my self-care rituals that will make me feel whole again before I can move forward. Yeah, well, I want to definitely dive and talk to you about that because I know you personally and you are somebody who's very yes yeah, centered in yourself and I feel like I always feel a little calmer and a little bit more safe when I'm with you because you are grounded and I can't imagine you to be the kind of person correct me if I'm wrong but to panic so when you said then about you miss a flight connection or the hotel doesn't have your reservation and you know I can imagine some people just being like oh my gosh what are we gonna do this is you know being fla flustered flapping around I can't imagine that to be you I feel like you are the in the center of the storm going 
going, okay, well, what are we going to do next? Just kind of not in a laid back way, but just in a calm, you know, panicking isn't going to help the situation. So what should we do about it? I mean, I've definitely panicked to get to like the... the, um what's it called, the departure of, of an aeroplane. You know, you run through the hole and then you've missed it. Or, you know, I, I remember missing a flight from Sri Lanka to the Maldives um, a, about seven years ago. And then we had to spend a night in the hotel, in, in the um, airport because there was no flights out that night. Your $900 um, villa that you've paid and saved up for to stay there, you, you have no money back, you're staying there. It's like, well okay, we're sleeping here. There's nothing we can do about it. Like there's no point crying over spilt milk when there's no other option out there. Mm. You're like, okay, what are we going to eat today from the little canteen that's got, you know, a can of Coke and a pack of chips. So it's like, okay, just got to go with the flow. Yeah. Because if you struggle against the current and try to swim up, up the river when it's going down, you are going to waste your energy, your time, and there's no need to panic. Well, I guess that's why I want to talk to you about this, because I think for some people, maybe it's a little bit more innate and maybe that's maybe they've had seen that modeled on parents or maybe they just maybe that's just their, their makeup. But for me, you know, I, I certainly thinking about my mum, she was someone who she was very much the opposite of that. She was someone who, you know, would panic. She would be angry. She'd shout like even everything from road rage. You know, I remember being stuck in traffic and she'd just be shouting and cross and, you know, even even just like on the way to school, you know, and she'd be like, if someone cut her up, she'd be effing at them. And I was just like, I just remember that feeling of, you know, it's, it's stressful, right? And it's and it's kind of, I don't know, I think it's not always innate for people to go, oh, well, you know, let's stay calm, take some deep breaths. So if it's not innate for you, if you're listening, if you're someone who does tend to, you know, you're kind of a bit more maybe reactive, a bit more up, a bit more down, you know, it's not to say we should change. I think we should, you know, embrace who we are. But if we want to make a change, if we want to, what are the other tools, other practices, other things we can do to, to, yeah, maybe shift that a little bit and to start to feel a little bit more grounded and a bit more of a bit more focused and calm so that we can react in a way that maybe we want to react you know when you look back on things and you think oh gosh I really wish I hadn't kind of you know flipped out and you kind of apologize like in the moment how can we start to have a bit more self-control completely so there's two things I'll do a really short exercise that we can do right now where you're listening at home and then the other part is having a meditation practice and coming back to your center regularly. Because when you do that, you are telling yourself, I am home, I am safe, I am grounded. And so in those times of chaos that we know, we can't avoid chaos, you know, we've seen this year has been an exact example of we can't avoid things that are out of our control. But coming back to your rituals, coming back to your grounding practices, coming back to being home, that's where we can find our anchor and our anchor is in with us. And I know people listening at home, if you haven't meditated before, or people like meditate, meditate, meditate. Um, I don't meditate every day. I, I move every day. I do some meditation sometimes. Sometimes a walk in the park is my meditation. But when I do meditate, whether it's for five minutes or for 20 minutes, I am a nicer person. I am more grounded in myself. I am nicer to my husband. I am nicer to my friends, to my staff. Um, when you have that grounding and that anchor within yourself, it's it's much harder to fly off the wall at someone. It's much harder to lose your shit or you know speak from a, a place of anger or irritation when you have your anchor. So that is why I meditate and why those um, rituals and grounding kind of essence brings me back to my home but if you're at home now and you want to do a 
a grounding exercise, really, really simple. Repeat, I am here and tap on your body. So tapping where your hands are, where your heart is, where your body is, and just look at that place and be like, I am here, I am here, I am here, I am here. You can even try it now when you're mm. listening. I am here, I am here. And that just, you can't be anywhere else mm. other than right here in this moment. So when something happens in chaos and we flip out, we start thinking about the future. It's like, what's going to happen now? Where am I going to live? What, you know, how are we going to get that next flight? All of these things, it's, it's future projection. So you come back to the moment, you're like, I am here. I am here in this room. I have clothes on. I can breathe. There's, you know, and you come back to the, the somatic technique of feeling your body sensations. Mm. And that can be applied wherever you are in the bath at home, uh, on the bus, it's very simple. And you don't even have to say it out loud if you're in a public place, if you don't want to. And that's just a really simple technique that I love to help me bring bring myself back to the current moment. Mm, yeah, I really like that, Phoebe. And I think even the idea of when you're describing meditation and saying, you know, I don't do it every day, sometimes it's a walk in the park. But I think because you're someone who you know, you've practiced meditation for a long time and you have these different tools and I think maybe you can just drop in quicker, you know, when you do sit down and you focus and maybe do some breaths or whatever the thing is, you can kind of get straight into that feeling, right? Whereas I think, I know people say it to me a lot, Adrienne, of all people, you know, when you're busy and when you're doing so many things and especially I think being a mum, you know, when you, you sometimes you have to do things in a certain moment or time for your child, for example, that yeah. maybe, you know, I, I can't think of an example right now, but I think... I know a lot of friends as well and not to just stereotype women and mothers, but who, you know, in, in front of the kids and for the kids, it's just, this is what we're doing. It's like this, it's like this. They can't really almost, it feels like they feel like it's self-indulgent to kind mm. of go, oh, what about me? But actually the reality, you know, I always say you can't give what you don't have. I talk about this in my book and I think I'm learning more and more actually especially this year I mean we need to talk about it this year that actually yeah you really can't give what you don't have whether that's to your work to your mm -hmm. kids you really yeah you have to start and, and and take that time if it is time or to do something for yourself hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com But with this year then, so 2020, the pandemic, a lot of people listening to this, I'm sure, have had challenges this year. I know we're, we're right at the end of the year now and we've had to change things in our life, in our work. There's been so much uncertainty. I think, to be honest as well, I think even saying, oh, it's the end of the year in this I think I've got this like optimism that it's going to that signifies the end of COVID and the end of the pandemic when, let's be real, we don't really know, right? We don't know what's going to happen in January, February. So... For people, why is it more important now than ever for us to have these practices? And can you tell us all about the self-care space? Yeah, sure. So in a time of chaos and change, the only thing that is constant is change. And so when you think that the only thing is constant is change, we can't put a pen in the sand or can't be like, okay, this is this is where I'm 
this is where the goal is. The goal stick is moving this year. Uh, an example is I was supposed to get married in May. You were supposed to come. I know. We then moved it to September. Then we have now uh, moved it to February, and now it's moved to August next year. So the goal or the anchor is for that example is moving. And so I can't put all of my energy or all of my security or uh, groundingness into something that can never be certain. So the only thing that can be certain is our bodies that are here. That's it. We, our relationships are uncertain. Our jobs are uncertain. And I don't want to like inflict chaos, um, panic into anyone, but that it, there's nothing that is, is grounded that's not going to change. Whether we change, they change, jobs change, companies change. So that the only thing that's not going to ever change is you here in this moment. So um, in the start of lockdown, I started doing some free meditations online and then it kind of just blew up um, within that, like the first two or three months I was doing uh, meditations on um, lots of different people's um, Instagrams, who, what, where, Marie Claire, like just amazing opportunities came out because I just wanted people to feel at home in their bodies and stop looking outside and stop kind of waiting for someone to tell them it's going to be okay because change is constant and the only thing that you need to feel at home with is to be in your body. And so I started doing meditations. I recorded some for Deliciously Ella app and out of that came this community of people wanting to fill up their cup and filling up their cup made them feel more grounded. When you're empty and you have nothing to give and then you start to suffer from anxiety, depression, not feeling great. And I just saw this really big need for people wanting to feel good and feel okay being at home with maybe not a lot. And so these meditations, I started teaching yin and I combined my somatic therapy with yin yoga. And those I taught for like 25 weeks straight in lockdown. And out of that was another kind of surgeons of people just connecting with their bodies and also their emotions and maybe they hadn't looked at those ever in their whole life and so it came out this opportunity to create a really sacred space for people to dive deep into their self-care with meditation with yin yoga with um, some yoga flows and I've then created this kind of online library of self-care where people can come every day, wherever they are in the world, whether at home or at work, come to my space, the self-care space, and whether you're feeling tired, you want to do some yin before bed, or you want to do a full hour of sound healing because you're feeling that your nervous system is completely shattered, um, the self-care library has everything that you would need to feel good or to feel whole again or to feel, come back home. So that kind of came out of nowhere. I launched that in August and we have over 170 members now who are committed to filling up their self-care daily. Mm. So that's a little little intro into that little sacred space and it's growing. It's all women. It's women only. Um we meet up once a month online, whether it's a women's circle or a live emotional um, awareness workshop that changes every month. 
So yeah, it's and it's it just lights me up mm. so much to be able to pour my heart, pour my trainings, pour all of my kind of tools and rituals that have helped me stay anchored in this time of uncertainty and give it back to the women and community that are people that are looking and searching for that within themselves. Mm, yes, I know I know you know some of the testimonies from from women and from friends who have either done sessions with you during lockdown as you said via zoom via lives or even one-to-one and how much it's, it's really helped them and I know this year people have been searching I think searching is something maybe like a universal feeling actually of saying reflecting like what am I doing you know is this the right career for me you know is this the right relationship for me do I want to move is it right for me living in this city that all these things and I think as you said change it's it can be scary it can be daunting it can be exciting but it is inevitable you know nothing will remain the same and we'll look back on this year I'm sure at some point and it's just you can't really even get your head around it when you kind of you know really get into it it's actually it's madness but I think things will continue to change and yeah I think it's really important even the way you describe those things you know they're not sometimes the self-care they're just the words I think have been just almost used to this point of oh you know get in the bath and put on a face mask and I almost sometimes just feel this maybe it's more about me than the person but sometimes I feel like I just reject this idea of like getting in the bath is suddenly gonna you know change everything but I think the way you describe it and you know everything from the science behind it to our hormones to our digestion to our mood it's all related and we can't yeah live in this state of panic or adrenaline or fight or flight or go and action and do and do all the time it is not sustainable and you know I know people talk a lot around about burnout especially in um, the corporate world you know I've done a lot of talks this year to to brands and to corporates around optimizing their energy working from home and I think the recovery and rest and some of the things that you're you know that you do are so almost underrated as part of you know well how do I do more and how do I become more productive or more creative or have better leadership or better teams and actually when I talk to people about recovery and rest and sleep I think sometimes they're relieved and pleased because they're like wow this stuff's actually you know it's, it's like giving them permission to say you know what rest and recovery is just as important as all those other things to help you achieve these goals I mean yeah completely rest and especially this year it's like when actually hang on I haven't been doing anything why am I so tired why am I so stressed out because this year has been like nothing else we've ever experienced and so the emotional stress that's happening on our body we need more sleep we need more recovery we need more downtime or more rebound time to be like okay I just need to check in with myself, check in with my emotions, my physical body, my emotional body, my spiritual body, and make sure that things are in alignment. Because mm. if we're not in alignment, we can't keep going 100 miles an hour. And I love both directions. I love 100 miles an hour. I also love um, diving deep into my rest mm. because I feel that I can be a multi-passionate entrepreneur because I rest. Mm. and that what's that's what gives me the energy to keep going is mm. that I rest hard but I play hard too I know you do <laughs> and I thought it's so interesting when you just said about why am I so exhausted why am I so many people have said that in the Q&A's at the end of the talks that I've done and they'll say well I've just had a whole day of sitting doing meetings and calls and zooms but I'm just sitting down all day I haven't moved how am I why am I so exhausted and actually I listened to something the other day which was talking about the actually what's happening when we are 
communicating on screens versus when we're communicating in person. So when you're having a conversation with someone face to face, you're in the room, there's all these non-verbal cues that you're picking up on. Everything from their eye line to their gestures, how I'm moving my hands, if I nod my head, all these things, even things that we don't, we can't see, like a pulse. All of these things are, are there and we read them as humans from other humans and that allows us to yeah there's all these ways that we're picking up on what's the person thinking how's the person feeling how's the conversation going when those things are eliminated and you're just on a screen you can't actually see even from example where the eye line is when you're looking in the camera versus looking at the screen if I'm looking at the screen my eye line isn't at the camera so you don't see my eyes and it's all these little things that actually make us have to work so much harder on a neurological level that literally right down to the mitochondria of ourselves the energy produced we are working harder to think is this person listening is what i'm saying boring did they just check their phone or an email am i talking too long do i all of these things what time there's all these ticking 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 questions questions going in the background and especially if you're on a meeting with maybe five other people and then it's like people are trying to interject when can they get their thing in is so much more draining actually than it's not the way we're supposed to communicate so if you are someone who this year working from home maybe for the first time doing all of these you know team meet and zoom meet and google meet and all this and you're thinking why am I so shattered every day that you know don't underestimate how hard it really is and don't berate yourself for it you know I you know I know the obvious things around being on screens, it's not good for our eyes, it's not good for our sleep, you know, take a break, take a walk. But the reality is for a lot of people, they need to be on those screens for that many hours a day. So yeah, I think just learning that I was like, wow, it's not just a feeling of wow, I'm really shattered. It's, it's really there's a lot going on. Yeah, so much. And so it's just as important now than ever to really rest mm. and really sleep in, take that time. Like, and Wait, 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 sleep in? Yeah, wait, wait. Power hour. <laughs> when you need it. Yeah. So, and in yin, we, we do poses where we stay still for five minutes and then we do a one-minute reset to reset the body. So say if you've got five hours of meetings, take that one hour to reset and rebound and kind of come back to your equilibrium before you then go and do that next thing. Mm. So say if you have a big workshop day or a big kind of on-screen day, rebound the next day, whether that may be sleeping in or taking some time for you in the morning Mm. before you then get back into the next kind of sprint. Yeah. So let's talk about that because when you said sleep in, of course, I'm like, wait, does she know this is the power? (laughs) No, but I'm kidding. I would love to know for listeners of the show, they will know all about my power hour and how I want to encourage others to take that time. Take one hour, start of the day when you've got your energy, when you've recharged, when you've slept to be intentional, to be focused. It doesn't have to be, you know, do more or go out for a run or do what I do. But I actually just want to encourage people to say, you know what, your time is yours. And throughout the day, there'll be all these demands, as we've just described. So start with something for yourself. So Phoebe, can you tell us about your first hour? What time is it? What do you do? What don't you do? Yeah, so it's definitely shifted in lockdown or this new chapter of our lives. It Before it was like, get up at 6.30, go to a, a gym class and it like nearby come home do some emails and then maybe head to the office when now I have really taken the liberty of listening to my body and it's my body's really loved slow mornings and so I I'm, I need eight to nine to ten hours a night sleep so whenever I go to bed um, I will wake up naturally about eight hours later so 
normally I'm getting her up around seven-ish. And that first hour, I want to not be spoken to, not be interrupted. So I kind of, whatever I do, it's very ritualistic. So whether that's just going and making a tea or a coffee um, and then taking my meditation seat in my uh, living room. Sometimes I roll out of bed and do a slow flow yoga, whether it's just by myself or a, a live class. I transition from that resting state into doing state, but very slowly. Um, and that has definitely helped me to reduce cortisol levels in my body because I'm not rushing from my home to get to the time like at the the ballet bar or yoga class on time I'm being able to you have that luxury of just like listening to my body mm. and being very quite intuitive and depending on where I am in my cycle um I will choose differently mm. so maybe it's a high intensity workout at home or live maybe it's a run maybe it's a walk but definitely letting my body wake up and rather than shocking my body into getting woken up mm. so if someone is listening who's thinking okay I have to start my working day at nine or I have to start something at you know whatever time do you think that it is and they and if they're like the sound of that kind of slow morning slowly kind of getting from one to the next how long would you say is an hour long enough do you think maybe not maybe you need more yeah but like even an hour to yourself say no phone no computer do something for you in that hour um and you know you may get out of bed and be like bob's your uncle amazing i am awake this is fine and fabulous but sometimes i mean i've learned that getting out of bed and like almost like flipping into this next doing stage I'm I've missed this like almost this essence of finding out what I need for that day mm. and tuning and be like okay body what is it that you want for breakfast <laughs> rather than going okay like auto autopilot mode be like coffee this that same breakfast same thing and and then actually eating on autopilot and being like hang on I'm not even hungry I don't even really want to do this or do I even need a coffee? And really just taking that step to pause in mm. between the transition. Mm. So rather than going on autopilot, being like, close your eyes, hands on your heart and hands on your belly and be like, body, what do you need? And wait for it to tell you. Mm. And if it doesn't say anything, then don't do anything because you, we, we've led our lives by hustle and nine to five and rush, 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 rush. And so this time that we have at home now, if, we're still, if you are still working at home, take that time, girl. Ask your body what it is that she wants or he wants because it, we will never be given this time again to check in more often. You know, rather than being in an office and having to hide in a toilet and being like, am I okay? What what do I need from life right now? We are at home and this unique opportunity allows us to be checking in with ourselves more often mm. rather than going on autopilot. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I have one more question for you, actually, Phoebe, while, while we're talking about mornings and that feeling of getting up because someone asked me recently um, via DM and they said, you know what? What do you do when you wake up in the morning and you don't want to get up? You have nothing that day. Maybe you don't have a job right now. Maybe you don't live with someone who you are excited to see. Maybe you're just in a place where you're like, it's dark, it's cold. 
I don't want to open the curtains. I'm feeling really, really low mood. And actually, where do I start? What's the reason to just like get out of bed if you don't have a job or you don't have kids or you know what I mean? So do you have any advice for anyone if they are in that place right now? Yeah, it's good. Really good question. Quite a hard question because um, it's that it can be tough and and kind of diving deep into like, what do I want to do with my day? Or how do I start my day? What's the reason for getting out of bed? It's like, I always come back to like, what is it that's gonna light me up? Whether that is a coffee, I love coffee. And so it may even the ritual of making the coffee, it lights me up. Um, moving for me, moving my body. I know sometimes it's not always like the easiest thing to get out of bed and move your body, but I know that that will make me feel 1000 times better. So I always start my day with movement, mm. whether that's uh, yoga, what, whatever it is, I know I'll feel better after yoga. So rather than thinking about what should I do, it's like, what's going to light me up today? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I actually said a similar thing I said about movement and I also said about music. So I was like, you know, do you have some, a playlist? Do you have a genre of music that you know will lift your mood? And it doesn't mean you have to, yes, yeah, suddenly start dancing around and doing cartwheels, but actually maybe just put on that music. And as you said, just walk, go out for a walk yeah. or, or something like that to try to go. You know what? Sometimes you have to, I say sometimes do first, think later. And it's like if you have to just lay there and think, 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 yeah. what am I going to do? What am I? That can just almost be like a, overwhelming, you know, whereas actually, I think just move first think later and hopefully it can help to yeah shift shift that and I think at this time of year as well I do think that's a a feeling for a lot of people you know when it get when it's dark in the mornings when it's cold in the mornings even just you know I'm quite excited about the new year and for me I'm someone who I'm always I guess yeah it's just my go-to is like wow new things new year new start oh and that's quite exciting but I know again a, a lot of conversations I'm hearing right now it's like oh it's a new year and I'm feeling overwhelmed with this this expectation to have this energy to start something or to whatever when actually I don't want to get out of bed and I'm finding it really tough so yeah I think if that is you then know that firstly a lot of people are feeling the same and share that but yeah maybe just try try some small things and don't underestimate when how much a small change could could help and fresh air Yes. get outside yeah even if it is cold yeah fresh you're put, right put all of the uh, layers on and just that fresh air the hit of fresh air mm. really um, can shift your mood yeah the cold is well i mean you can do a whole thing on the cold but the cold <laughs> is very invigorating isn't it so yeah. thanks Vives. okay so before i ask you my closing question can you tell the listeners if they want to hear more from you if they want to find more from you in the self-care space um can you tell us that and also what's coming up next yeah, of course. So everything is on my website, phoebegreenacre.com uh, or theselfcarespace.co. Um, but next thing's coming up, I have a 10-week conscious coaching business course for people wanting to birth a new business into the world um, starting in January 9th for 10 weeks. And so this will be a guided group program where people have signed up to, they've either got a business at the moment, but they just need that little bit more of an oomph um, and maybe to come back to their why or people have signed up uh, because they are they want to start their business they're working the nine to five and they just need that bit of courage guidance tools skills and kind of skip the um, the trial and error process and go straight to success um, because I've been creating businesses and working in businesses for more than 15 years I have a few secrets in my toolbox I love so. that 
I love that. It's brilliant. You know, when you sit and you think, I know, as I mentioned at the start, you're a very good friend of mine, but you know, they say about the birds of a feather and all that. So I'm listening to you talk and obviously my book's coming out soon and there's a lot of what you said, you know, kind of crossover there. So yeah, I'm really excited. I hope that the listeners uh, will do a deep dive and head over to the website and find out more. So last but not least, my closing question, which I've been asking to every guest this year is all about time. And it is, if you could have one extra hour every single day what would you use that extra hour to do such a hard question extra hour if I had an extra hour every day a masseuse could come to my house I would have a massage every day if I hadn't meditated or moved that day and it was super busy then I meditation or movement a hundred percent but massage that sounds good every day I'm moving to Bali of the land of the massage so I am going to that will be a every second day ritual because it's about 10 pounds for oh my a massage. gosh honestly so. we didn't even get time to touch on that but yes moving to Bali and I have never been to Bali and as you said it would have been my first time to I come know. to your wedding but I'm still gonna come if you're coming of course you're I'm, coming of course. and you I... can have all the massages that yes. you want extra hours yeah brilliant thank you so much Phoebe and thank you everyone for listening if you have enjoyed this episode I kind of say at the end of every episode rate and review go into iTunes and people and I, I know as a listener of podcasts that um, it does take you know a few minutes of time and effort but I really do appreciate every single rate every review it really helps us to reach more people to grow the show so if you have enjoyed listening to the power hour this year through lockdown through the through this year of change then please do rate and review it really does help and means a lot and yeah and if you also think someone else could benefit from hearing this show from this episode today with Phoebe then please do share it with them thanks Phoebe thank you see ya bye Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 